Welcome to the Master's Plan Your Partner podcast, sponsored by Master's Plan Church Design and Construction with headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We partner to build and renovate churches all over the United States with a trusted reputation and a proven process. Master's Plan is passionate about becoming your trusted partner. Now let's join our hosts, Rodney James and Miss Kim. Welcome to Master's Plan, Your Partner Podcast. My name is Kim Spence-Mullen. Rodney James is the founder and president of Master's Plan, church design and construction company based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we talk about in in these podcasts that we've covered the timeline that actually it's the right steps in the right order. As Rodney always says, it's not what pastors don't know. It's what they don't know that they don't know. I've actually used that many times for other situations, Rodney. That has stuck in my head for so many different things. But there are great tools available on the website. Pastors, I encourage you to go on and um, you can go through Master's Plan University. Those are actual videos. And of course, then the podcast, we encourage you to go through and listen to the entire series. But you can go on mpchurchdesignbuild.com. And, you know, Rodney talks about at times that he was a pastor for 20 years. So that's where the heart of all of this is led from. But I love one of the tools available on Master's Plan University, and it's a project prayer map, a guide for praying for your ministry project. I'm going to venture to say this is the only construction company that has an actual prayer map. I love this idea. Yeah, the the Lord gave me that one morning. Um, Actually, I I was uh, sitting in a session. Um, Pastor Chris Hodges uh, from Church of the Highlands was speaking, and um, he he made a statement. He said, specific prayers get specific answers. Mm -hmm. And when, when he said that, man, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart. And it was about three or four days later, I, I wrote that quote down and I was going back through some notes uh, from that uh, conference that I'd been at. And I read that quote and it was like the Holy Spirit said, that's what we need for projects. Because I know I've heard pastors say all the time, don't forget to pray for our project. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to pray for our project. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we pray? Mm-hmm. And so when I read when I read that quote, specific prayers get specific answers, mm-hmm. I thought, what we need to do is help pastors help their congregation know what to pray for. Mm-hmm. So just like the timeline, there there are different things happening at different stages in the project. Mm-hmm. Early on, your staff is trying to f- discover the vision that God has for this building project, and they're trying to communicate that to our team, for example. Sure. And the architects are trying to take what we've heard. We're trying to, as, as David said, uh, when he handed the plans to Solomon, he said, when I was drawing these plans— they God's hand was upon my heart when I was writing these things down. Mm-hmm. And so it was it's the same thing. Pray for these architects that they hear from the Lord. And you know, that's why I say it's so important to have ministry people designing your project, mm-hmm. people who understand ministry, people who are walking with the Lord. Because these are these church ministry facility projects are not Making decisions are not economic decisions and business decisions. They're spiritual decisions. These are not office buildings, hospitals, homes, apartment buildings. These are spiritual tools. These are tools used for a spiritual process. Yes. And so it's really critically important when the architects are designing, somebody's praying for them. God, help them to see what you already, 
the Lord already has the design mapped out. Yeah. Right? If he's yeah. given a vision to a pastor, yeah. when he gave Moses the vision to build the tabernacle, yeah. he had the blueprint in heaven. The blueprint's already in heaven for the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem. It's yes. already there, right? The that. blueprint in heaven was there for the tabernacle. Yeah. What we need to do is make sure that the architects are hearing from the Lord, yeah. that they're designing the project that God wants, not the project that they want that makes their name good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is not a project I'll put out and boast that I designed. Yeah. This is a project the Lord gave the architect. Yeah. It's not a project that the church says, hey, look what we designed. Mm-hmm. It's what God gave us. So pray for the architects. Pray for the engineers. Mm-hmm. Pray for the City officials, when they're looking at the plans, getting ready to uh, give us a permit for that, you know, all of these different steps, Mm -hmm. the Project Prayer Map gives a guide for churches, for pastors to help their church during these next three weeks. Mm -hmm. These are the prayer requests we need to be praying for. Specifically, these people, these individuals, this process, this decision, these details, it's laid out so that pastors can really help their church again be engaged in more than, hey, give money so that we can build this building. Mm -hmm. No, we're on a journey together. We want you to be praying, and here's specifically ways that you can pray so our specific prayers get specific answers. I am sure I can I can hear the idea of people saying I never thought about it like that because you know we think even let's say for somebody who's going to go in and have a surgery um, we pray for the surgeon we pray for you know the instruments we pray for all of the things that we think of for for something like that right. but boy what a what a powerful impact for the congregation if if i'm sitting in the congregation and my pastor is leading me to pray for the governing officials that are going to have um you know officials over the contracts over things that or or the architects or the lenders um right. you know that what a powerful thought for me to connect in that way as a person in the congregation that's right um it really it does join us all together in a way that um i've never heard of so I other in, until master's plan that is so <laughs> before now I should say but I encourage you you can go on the master's plan university and get the project prayer map and that's at mpchurchdesignbuild.com okay so now turning to the timeline the right steps in the timeline we have been talking about um, our last podcast was casting the uh, or was completing the design yes talking about going through and completing the design and next is bidding. And I'm sure that's kind of an interesting process. I can only imagine. Yes. And so, you know, um, let's, let's kind of step into the world of where we're at. So, you know, we do a design build process Mm -hmm. different. So design build is different than design bid build. And so design bid build is the typical way. Hire an architect, design a building, then go bid it out, figure out how much it costs. Mm -hmm. And then 82% of the time you can't afford to build it. That's unfortunately what happens. So the design build process is very different. So when you do the design bid build, the old traditional way, normally you design it and you'd go bid it out to three general contractors. You get three different bids on your project, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The fallacy of that whole process is uh, as a general contractor, the way the construction world looks at it is let me find all of the holes in the plans and bid this as cheaply as I can bid it, knowing that I'm going to come back later at the end of the project and start getting money for things that are not clearly defined in the plans. Mm -hmm. So the whole process is built off of, let me look for all the ways that I can make money on the backside. Mm 
And and so and, and obviously we go get three bids. Which bid do we want? We're going to select the low bid. Right. So we're going to expect to pick the lowest bidder and get the highest quality of product. <laughs> And it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So the design bid build process, um, while it's great for some things, is not good for the church world Mm -hmm. because we can't come up with extra funding. We can't afford uh, 8 to 10, 12, 20% change orders at the end of the project where, you know, if we're building a a $3 million project, we can't afford another $300,000 to be tacked on in the last four months of the project. And what do you do? You're there. You either finish the project or you don't. And if you don't finish it, now you have a colossal failure. Mm-hmm. So now you got to go back and borrow 300000 more. you got to go back to the congregation and ask for more money. A horrible place for a pastor to be. Yeah. So in the design-build process, what we do is we are constantly measuring the budget against the design. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. We're constantly watching and making sure that we don't over-design the project based on historical data, based on knowledge of this is all we do is build ministry facilities. We know what they cost. And so we're kind of keeping an eye on that. Then when it comes to the bidding process, we're not bidding it out to three general contractors. We're bidding it out to 25, 30, 35 different individuals for every piece of the project. So for example, we're going to have to do site work. We're going to get two or three bids for the site work. Mm -hmm. We're going to have two or three companies look at it uh, as we go through this process. We've probably already during the design engaged some of those people in all of these trades, in uh, dirt work, in concrete, in electrical, in plumbing, in mechanical. We've already started talking to different contractors and letting them look at plans preliminarily so that they can begin to say, hey, what are we going to do here? So the holes that normally would be left in plans, we're answering those questions as we're going through the design process. So we've got multiple people looking at the plans Mm -hmm. before we get to that final set where we put them out to bid. And then once we get that final set, we're putting that final set back in front of some of those same people. Mm -hmm. We're also putting them in front of others. And so we're getting 30 to 40 bids on your project. Wow. And so it's so important because that's the difference. You're not looking at three bids. Yeah. You're looking at 30 bids. Yeah. And and the other part of that is your partner should show you all those bids. Mm. And this is a place where <clears throat> when you get three bids on your project, mm-hmm. you're going to see the bottom line number. It's a $3 million project. It's a $3.1 million, It's a $3.6 million, whatever it is. You're getting a one lump sum number. They're mm-hmm. not showing you how much the concrete bids were, how much the electric bids. Because here's here's the other problem with that model. Mm-hmm. If they say it's $3 million, then their job now, how they're going to make more money, is they're going to go try and find the guy who will do it cheaper than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm getting the guy who's doing it for the lowest amount of money, mm-hmm. expecting the highest quality result. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if he saves $20,000 on the concrete by getting a lower bid... It's not going back to the church. It's going in the pocket of the general contractor. Mm. So in the process that we've come through and and designed is that when we go bid all of these out, we show the church all those bids. We may or may not pick the lowest bid, Mm -hmm. but we pick the best bid. And so there is a difference. You know, we want to qualify that individual. We want to make sure that he's paying his bills. We want to make sure that that individual has the right insurance in place. We want to make sure he's got enough employees to staff the project. All of these different things that we're doing to make sure we pick the best fit for the project. So again, 
you're not seeing three, you're seeing 30, and you're getting to see every bid for every piece of the project if you want to be involved at that level. Which I think is is phenomenal because you think about, I mean, you know, you're going into multiple states all over the country and you're dealing with a lot of different people. So having that process in place, you are, it's, it's not coming in uh, blindly and not knowing the process that needs to happen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, we, we face a challenge every time we go into a new city. Sure. Number one, we're coming in from out of town and many times out of state. That's strike one. Strike two is we're building a church. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, the church has not done a good job in the past mm-hmm. of uh, representing itself well in the world, mm-hmm. uh, always wanting something for nothing. And uh, so we have to go in right off the bat and say, listen, this is not a win if you don't make money as yeah. a subcontractor. Right, the Bible says every man is is worth his wage, and mm-hmm. so the reality is we want to make sure that everybody wins in this process. If you give me a fair bid that has whatever markup you need in order to stay in business, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fair price. We're not here to make your fill your retirement account on this project, <laughs> right. but we're not asking you to donate everything for free. Sure, and that is not how we work. We want to make sure that everybody wins in this process because think of the testimony. The church has in the local community, mm-hmm. when we hire these local subcontractors, we treat them better than they've ever been treated before, mm-hmm. right? We pay our bills on time. We we are gracious to them. We, we want a relationship. We don't want a contractual relationship. We want to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. We want to work through issues and problems together as a team, not say, hey, your contract says this and you're going to do it. And you know, we have to get into those debates at times. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but the reality is 90% of the time, we work in the same way we work with the church. We work from a relationship basis. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we get a lot of favor in that. That's yeah. that's how you're, you know, it's, in all honesty, it's how we finish some projects under budget. Yeah. We have favor. But it's not because we come in and said, we want you to do this for nothing. Mm-hmm. or We don't want you to make any money on it. Or we're trying to beat you up over every dollar and dime. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is to get the best outcome for everybody in the process. We want the subcontractor to win. We want the church to win. We want the pastor to win. We want the community to win. We want our our team to win. And when that happens, I mean, the Lord's honored in that. He's glorified in it. And so it's really important as you go through that process. So sometimes where the typical mold or the typical method is get three bids, Mm -hmm. right? Pick Mm -hmm. the best one. Most of the time, the lowest, but maybe not the lowest, but the best one. Here's the challenge. Here's here's where master's plan goes the extra mile. Is that let's just say we've budgeted three hundred thousand dollars for electric, and we go get three bids, and the cheapest of those bids is three hundred and forty thousand dollars. We know that that those numbers are high, mm-hmm. and so we will go out and try and find somebody else. We're going to continue to bid that out. We're going to continue to work with the electrical contractors that are bidding this to see. How can we get this back down into budget? What do we need to do? How can we adjust this? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to value engineer that doesn't compromise the quality of the project? And so uh, that's, that's, that is an over and above that we do. That's how you can finish on budget is not just say, oh, well, you know, we're 40,000 over in electric. It's just going to be 40,000 more. No, we're going to go work our tails off. And, and the reality is because we're building all over the United States, mm-hmm. 
Fortunately, we've got subcontractors that love us because we treat them right, Mm -hmm. that we can pull in from other areas and say, you know, here's the deal. I don't want to bring in somebody from out of town, Mm -hmm. but if we can't get this number right, it's amazing how many times that number gets right. (laughs) And so, you know, because we have that ability and that power to do that, we can help. And where does that money go? In this process, because the church sees the bids, Mm -hmm. the church is going to see every pay app. We'll talk about that in the construction process. Mm -hmm. The church gets that difference back. So if we had budgeted 300 and we wind up bidding it for 280, 20,000 goes back into the budget, doesn't go into master's plan pocket. Mm -hmm. We don't get even 1% of the savings. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be motivated to try and cut corners. Mm -hmm. So all of that savings that we make when we bid this project out goes right back into the pocket of the church. Wow. That's amazing. And I, I love the idea. I, I have the vision of of when a, a church or construction, uh, some of the subcontractors or different men and women who are in that industry know that Master's Plan is coming to do a project, they probably smile because they know it's going to be a good relationship. It is. That's yeah. a great and it's feeling. fun to do that. I want yeah. to say one more thing okay. when we talk about bidding, because this is all this always comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Joe, the painter that goes to church? Is yeah. he going to get to paint the building? And yeah. so I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I think it's really important. Number one is, yes, we value those relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's doing that needs to value those relationships, but we also must protect the church in the process. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we want to make sure that if somebody in the church wants to bid on the project, they have they have an equal opportunity with anybody else in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will give them favor, obviously, if 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 everything is is equal, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they have to come in with a good price, and usually they do. That's that's why they want to be a part of it. It's their way to give back to the project. But we must make sure that they are qualified to do the job because nothing is worse than having a subcontractor on the job that doesn't that can't staff it at the right level mm-hmm. maybe they don't have the right insurance or you know they're not paying their bills we want to make sure that they are qualified to do the job because if they run behind everybody else is mm-hmm. in line behind them waiting to do their part and it costs money so the reality is we know that there are those in the church that um need to be considered. We don't just accept them, say, hey, he's in the church. We're going to let him do it. We put him in the process. That does two things. Number one is it ensures those people have have an equal shot at best or better in the process, but it also protects the pastor and the ministry Mm -hmm. where pastor doesn't have to be the one that says, no, you're not going to get to do it. Or yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Pastor simply says, listen, we've hired master's plan. We're under a contract with them. They make these decisions. We've given them your name. You're in the process. We are protecting pastor's ministry Mm -hmm. because then if somebody gets mad, they can get mad at me. Mm -hmm. They don't have to get mad at the church because the church didn't get to make the decision. That's the value of going back to the beginning and having the right partner. That's right. That's that's exactly why we've been talking about the timeline in the podcast in the right steps and the right order, because that kind of thing can um, make all the difference, obviously. So Master's Plan Church Design and Construction is here for you at 918 918- Three seven nine four nine one seven. Again, you can go to all of these free podcasts and the Master's Plan University videos that are available, and the project prayer map is talked about on that as well. If you would like to get more information about that, you can go to mpchurchdesignbuild.com. 
www.thrivingmomsmentorship.com. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for listening today. For questions about your building project, go to our website, mpchurchdesignbuild.com and click contact. Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Let's build the kingdom together. This has been a Your Story Speaks production. Everyone has a story. Let us help you share yours. Contact us at yourstoryspeaks.com.